right, thanks, Scott Shannon. Thanks to all of you. Eight hundred. Well, I'm putting my final touches on preparation for the show. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean is our number. If you want to be a part of the program, um, well, we've got a problem. Uh, well, we don't have a problem. The people, the grand jury or the super grand jury in Georgia, they have a big problem. Uh, just to give you what the law is as we start this out, according to the Georgia Grand Jury Handbook, the oath you take as a grand juror that you shall keep the deliberations of the grand jury secret unless called upon to give evidence thereof in some court of law of this state. Well, we have a jury four person in this particular case that has been doing interview after interview after interview after interview. Looks like a young girl and sounds like a young girl with a political bias and a political agenda. Now, my guess is, is that the odds now are very, very high that whatever work this super grand jury did in Fulton County, Georgia, is about to get thrown out of court by any judge that would uphold grand jury laws and standards as set up by the state of Georgia. I'll say it again. The oath you take as a grand juror that you shall, quote, keep deliberations of the grand jury secret unless called upon to give evidence thereof in some court of law of this state. Otherwise, they're supposed to be secretive. Going on fake news, CNN, going on MSDNC, going on ABC and NBC and talking to the New York Times is anything but secretive. Now, listen to this is the jury four person. Now, there's a picture of her. I'm looking at the Drudge Report right now. She looks like a rather young woman. And her name is Emily Kors. It's been printed everywhere, or else I wouldn't have mentioned. Anyway, anyway, she's just, oh, so giddy. And it would have been so awesome to be able to, as a, as a four person, I would have had to swore, swear Donald Trump in. And I, I would have loved to have done that. Listen to this. After everything that you've seen, what would your reaction be if the DA decides against bringing any charges after what you've seen? I will be sad if nothing happens. Like that's that's about my only request there is is for something to happen. I don't necessarily know what it is. I'm not the legal expert. I'm not the judge. I'm not the lawyers. But I I will be frustrated if nothing happens. Did you personally want to hear from the former president? I wanted to hear from the former president, but honestly, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. Mm. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome moment. Is it, would you say when it comes to, there are, there are indictments recommended, of course. Is it more than 12 people? Is it more than 20 people? I think if you look at the page numbers of the report, there's about six pages in the middle that got cut out. Allow for spacing. It's not a short list. Not a short list. <laughs> more, I mean, when it comes this to 75 funny. witnesses, like, it, is it, it's not, I assume, of course, it's right. not 75 people. Would you characterize it as 20-ish people? I can't say I counted. Okay. More than a dozen, though, I think I'd heard you say in another interview. I believe so. That's probably a good assumption. I really don't want to share something that the judge made a conscious decision not to share. I, I will tell you that it was a process where we heard his name 
a lot. Uh, we definitely heard a lot about former President Trump, and we definitely discussed him a lot in the room. And I will say that uh, when this list comes out, you wouldn't, there are no major plot twists waiting for you. The oath you take as a grand juror that you shall, quote, shall keep the deliberations of the grand jury secret unless called upon to give evidence thereof in some court of law in this state. That has clearly been violated. Um, and between the laughing and the giggling and the giddiness uh, by which he would love to have sworn Donald Trump in tells me this is a tainted grand jury pool and this beyond cringeworthy beyond you know the messages here she's now on a press tour uh and any judge that is following the law of the state of georgia that i just plainly read to you would have to throw all of this out of court all of it and it's it's beyond shocking now if you are uh the prosecutor in georgia I, if it hasn't happened already, I would fully expect at any moment the Trump people are going to come out and they are going to ask that this all be quashed. This, and by the way, they would have a strong legal case in front of any judge worth their salt, one that does not have a predetermined outcome like so many others. I, I mean, it's, it's pretty unbelievable what I just heard. I've never heard anything like that before. And, and the giddiness and the excitement, and it, it's cringeworthy. Now, let's put the shoe on the other foot here. Let's say you're a liberal listening to Hannity because you're a hate Hannity listener. And there are people that listen just to hate me. Hello. Glad you're listening. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, but for those of you out there, just put the shoe on the other foot here. And that this was the jury four person in a case involving Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden or Hunter Biden. How would you feel? Would you do you think this person sounds like somebody that is fair and balanced and objective and willing to listen to and follow the laws of the grand jury in this case in the state of Georgia? Does this sound appropriate to you? Does this sound like something that a, a grand juror that's supposed to these proceedings are supposed to happen in secret, remain in secret unless and until an attorney general brings this issue before a court of law, as the law plainly states. I'll read it again, just to make sure you understand. The, according to the Georgia Grand Jury Handbook, the oath you take as a grand juror that you, quote, shall keep the deliberations of the grand jury secret unless called upon to give evidence thereof in some court of law of this state. This was not CNN is not a court of law, is it? Last time I checked, Linda, is the New York Times is NBC, MSNBC is fake news. CNN is, is that the court of law? And the amazing thing is the media knows it. They have they knew darn well what the laws were. So if that's the case, then why did they do it? Because it only hurts them. They hate them so much. It doesn't matter. They weren't thinking. They thought they were getting the inside scoop before it came out. See, Republicans, conservatives would never be that stupid. I wouldn't be that stupid. We would never interview them because we would know we're shooting no. ourselves in their foot. We'd well, she wants to come it. on with me, I'd put her on. 
Oh, yeah. Love to have her on. Just giggle. Why don't we put her and Kamala on together and just giggle the whole damn time? You know, but the reality is you're dealing with people's lives here. I don't think there's anything funny about, oh, no, there's over a dozen indictment recommendations in this. Thing. Oh, maybe 20. I that didn't count exactly. That spell indictment. She has no idea what she's talking about. She's talking about something that she was there for, and she's like, well, you could make that assumption. I'm like, lady, you were there. Yeah. It's not an assumption. So I last night we were on TV, and I had on Marjorie Taylor Greene, and uh, Mediaite wrote up a piece that Hannity supports a national divorce. First of all, they don't. I brought Marjorie Taylor Greene back on this program today. She'll be on later today because they misunderstood what I said. I said most people would prefer the United States of America to remain united, which is what I was saying. So I was asking, OK, what do you mean by a national divorce? And, and then I stated the opposite, which I've said many times on this program before. How do we reconcile the great divide philosophically in this country today. Nobody's talking about secession. Marjorie Taylor Greene is not talking about secession. She is talking, though, about decentralizing a lot of government functions from the federal government and to the state level and letting the states then decide. Uh, but I'll let her explain it in her own words. And, you know, it's been distorted. But I mean, you know, think of all the issues that we talk about on a, on a daily basis. There are people that feel in schools that they have the right to teach your children about how to transition. We're talking about young people that are underage and not tell and not inform the parents and then even further go go and medically assist children in that effort. Um there's a great divide on that. How do you reconcile or how do you find middle ground on an issue like that? You know, if you believe in defund, dismantle the police and no bail laws, how, how do you reconcile with the rest of the country that wants law and order and safety and security? Because we believe it is a prerequisite if you want to pursue happiness in this country. You know, how, how do you reconcile those that have no intention at all of enforcing federal laws as it relates to the borders of this country where all the fentanyl and all the opioids and all the human trafficking takes place and all these illegal immigrants entering the country, how do you reconcile the law-breaking you know, mentality of the Democratic Socialist Party with those of us that believe in the rule of law and that our borders should be secured? How do you, how, what's the middle ground? Well, we'll let half of the people in. That's not, that's not reconciling or resolving an issue. You know, how do you reconcile with the, these new Green Deal climate alarmist cult members, the religious cult, that don't want any domestic energy production? Meanwhile, it remains the lifeblood of the world's economy, and they would rather import three million barrels, as we now are, of oil from Venezuela and make them rich again, rather than being energy independent rather than paying, creating high-paying career jobs for Americans, rather than, being, you know, benef rather than this being beneficial for our national security and not being dependent on foreign countries that don't like us for the, for the lifeblood of our economy. You know, how do you reconcile those that want socialism and those that believe in capitalism? How do you reconcile those that believe in a strong national defense and those that would unilaterally disarm in this country? You know, how do you on all of these issues, 
how do you reconcile it? I don't know the answer. I don't think it's a terrible idea to give more power back to the states. And then Americans would probably choose in greater numbers. We see a mass migration now. Florida's taking in nearly a thousand new residents a day. New York and California are losing about a thousand residents a day in large part because of governance and how bad it is and high taxes and burdensome regulation. And, and people are leaving with their wallets and their feet and they're moving to Texas. They're moving to Florida. They're moving to Tennessee. They're moving to the Carolinas and, and bigger and bigger numbers. It's it, the national divorce would be, you know, taking away the, the power of the federal government, limiting that power and giving more power to the states to decide. Um, because otherwise, you know, we see what, what these democratic policies are. Now, ultimately we have a constitution. I believe in the constitution. I believe in the United States of America. Would I like to see some decentralization of power out of Washington, uh, and, and brought, bring it locally where elected officials, I would argue are more held more accountable. 